0: You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at RE-MAX Preferred, and Andy Prasky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at Remax Advantage Plus.
1: What up, my brothers?
0: I've ready Let's my go. home.
1: That with a catchy jingle like "We're two realtors from the Midwest, the Midwest, from the Midwest." (laughs) No, (laughs) am I the only one that wants a theme song to the show?
0: What? What was that? What was? I didn't hear your theme song though. Say that again.
1: It's something to the tune of "We're two realtors from the Midwest, the Midwest, and we don't suck."
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great theme song. (laughs)
1: I, uh, I I don't know if you know this, but I made that up on the fly. I didn't. Uh...
0: We're gonna go so viral, it's unbelievable.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's the opposite of viral?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> virus. virus. I mean,
0: infectious. No, yeah. 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 Like That's a awesome. virus. That's uh... us.
1: How's hey, it's the whole uh, today, Nick?
2: It's beautiful and sunny out. People are out and about. I actually see Slavic people smiling. It's a rarity. Life is very good over here.
1: Are they? Are you guys uh, starting up your practice and stuff like that, or are you not?
2: Oh, yeah. I've been at it for since uh, February 7th. Um, we have camp this weekend, so we go to this, uh, this little city, and we stay in a, a hotel, and we practice a lot. So, exciting. First game's coming up uh, April 10th. Awesome.
1: Do you guys stream, live stream that or?
2: Oh yeah. 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 It's pretty, um, pretty legit from what I've seen too.
1: Nice. We're still waiting on our, uh, triple X, uh, size jersey. Yeah. I, I
2: messaged them, but, um, you know, obviously with the whole Ukrainian situation, there's a lot going on for the people. So I'll, I'll get yeah. back on though. see if we can get it shipped out there.
1: We, uh, we could definitely represent here in Minneapolis.
0: That'd be cool. He's yeah? uh. He did tell me he spent three hours at the gym the other night. Does he look like it or? Yeah.
2: Like, eh, you know, <laughs>
0: no more drinking
2: in Brazil on the beach. Now I'm I'm uh, focused. Yeah.
1: I saw your videos yesterday and the day before. I'm like, this kid's got a lifestyle going now. It's kind of a theme here.
2: Yeah. Oh, just wait. They're oh, going to keep going now. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: Bottles of wine by the ocean. I'm like, that's like a great song.
2: And it's, it's crazy how not expensive it really is. Like, um, obviously I do this, this, uh, football thing, which helps out a lot, but I'm telling you, like the American dollar, it's still very strong and you can live a wonderful life, um, outside of the USA. If you maximize and leverage the the dollar.
1: Yeah. I'd be curious, some of those weird things, like what is the, you know, the town you live in, what does it cost to, to buy a home or, you know, what does the average person make kind of a, you know, a normal person you know and it'd be those are kind of interesting stats i always find because it's like we go in there and say hey we you know here's a couple thousand bucks and we can live a great lifestyle and they make a couple thousand bucks a year so that's you know what i mean it's yeah. always interesting the ratios
2: it's crazy hey so look at this guys i want to hear your opinion on this uh market uh fud they call it fear something something um but uh, it's about the market is going to crash what do you think
1: in the early stage of a substantial downshift. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. So it's going to drop 25%. So what I'm, what I'm reading on there is that values are going to drop 25%. I think it's, I think it's absolutely ridiculous if that's what they're trying to say. Um, obviously we got to kind of look more into the article part of it. Um, maybe they're talking about inventory and I'll tell you what it's, it's very possible. Who well, let's see the put the article up there. Then I can I can talk a little smarter. I think it says the
1: market will drop by 25%. Um, you know, when you when you look at anybody, fear fear selling happens. It happens in the stock market, it happens in the bonds market. I mean, th- there are people that'll say, Oh my god, the sky is falling. Quick sell. Well, if the sky's falling, why would you sell? Because in theory, if you think about it. Um, you know, there's a down, down okay, substantial stages of a, a substantial downshift. Home sales may drop. So the sales, not the, the prices. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how that'll happen because we have a supply and demand problem right now. We don't have a thriving economy that's just making people upgrade their houses, even though, interestingly enough, 38% of the people buying houses in Minneapolis this year are buying houses to upgrade square footage or add bedrooms. They're they're upgrading on size um pretty interesting
0: here's here's the thing stop bring it back go down i want that paragraph right before this
1: make the font bigger so we can read it
0: here here it says the housing market is in the early stages of substantial downshift in activity which will trigger a steep decline in the rate of increase of home prices so i mean that's total BS what they're saying at the beginning makes you think that everything's dropping and it's just the decline. Everyone knows this. I mean, if interest rates go higher, I mean, the market's not going to continue giving 10, 15% appreciation. Okay. So is it going to appreciate 3%? I'll tell you what, I've been Uh involved in three multiple offers this week and it was not good. There was one 20 some offers. The other one had 40 over 40, um, we were in uh, one offer where, uh, I mean, it went, geez, what would we have gone over? Um, almost twenty uh, percent over uh, for the the price, and we were told we were, I mean, by the agent, just said you were in the top four on that, and it's just like, I mean, and it's doing everything you possibly can. So, yep. and that that place. There had not not been uh, a unit in there that had sold. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, there hadn't been a unit that had sold for almost a year and a half of there. But the last one, the last one that sold versus what this one had to have gone for, is at least sixty five thousand dollars more. Yeah, at least sixty five thousand in a townhouse home complex.
1: Yeah. There's like what is it like twenty buyers to every seller? So it's it's we're still in that kind of a weird ratio. where there's more people that want to buy houses and and there's a threshold for pain that everybody has. that's different. Not everybody has the tolerance to say, Hey, I'm going to put myself in harm's way and overpay a hundred grand on what this house is really worth in today's market just to get it. But then again, if they're going to hold it for a long period of time, when they sell it, they might make a million dollars selling the house because they've held it, you know, for 20, 30 years. So is their strategy wrong? I don't know. I I tell you what, you know, right now, if you're attaining financing, you know, if you need to borrow money to buy a house, money's still ridiculously on sale. And I I, I sit there and I hear all these young kids tell me, you know, and I I sound like an old man, um, but all these younger buyers that haven't been in other markets. This is like they're they've been in the market for two or three years. Oh, my God. Can you believe interest rates? We're just going to stop where the market's going to stop. And I'm like, we're at four. Even if we went to eight, I don't think the market would stop. I think that what's happening is they're just stopping to give away all the freebies. You know it's like I said it's kinda of like the airplane industry right they They stopped giving you the peanuts and they stopped giving you the whatever for a while, and you survived. I mean, you still made the flight you still you still had to move right or go somewhere. now they're bringing that stuff back again and so markets change, products change services change, and I think what we're doing is that anytime we get into a transition, everybody goes back to the last market we all remember panic, fire. Buildings burning down, the banks are going out of business. That's not happening, guys. When you have 35 percent of the people in America now, 35 percent was 32 earlier. Now we're at 35 percent of the homes have no mortgage. Yeah, there's so much equity in the houses that are owned by people. It's unbelievable. I mean, the average homeowner. This is nationwide stat, by the way. Fifty-six thousand nine hundred dollars was the average appreciation across the U.S that the average US family had in their house last year. So you guys, I mean, thats it's not like it's isolated incidents where it's like, this is just a weird market and everybody wants to move here now because a new big company moved into town. This is across the US. This is called inflation. Houses have to go up. If your house didn't go up 10% last year, your house devalued last year, according to the dollar. Think about this for a second. When everything is going up 10, 15% and your house only went up 8%, you're actually deflating your house. So just trying to keep up with the cost of goods with other things. So actually housing, the more this crazy inflation is going on, housing is one of the only safe harbors to hide your money. It's one of the best spots to put all of your cash so that it it literally, it's it's beating beating the cost of everything else. And rent's going up 15% a year. Holy crap. I mean, come on, how stupid are you? you? Keep paying that landlord that kind of money when you could afford to buy a house and lock in a safe payment for you and your family? You're literally some, unless you have a lifestyle change coming up that, you know, you're preparing for a job move <clears> down, <throat> to, retiring, whatever it is, but renting right now, I can't believe how many people find comfort in that. You know, it just, it blows my mind.
0: Yeah. No, Sorry. it's it, there. <laughs> but it is true. There's a Andy's analogy in there too, with the, the pretzels on the plane, but um, <laughs> that's one I'd never heard before, by the way. That's a good one.
1: Think about about that, how we were like all just mad. And you're going to charge me to to bring a bag on a plane? I'm like, that's kind of what they do. Planes make money for hauling stuff from one place to another. Humans, cargo. If you think you're on a a plane, let's say you're flying one of these commercial airlines. Uh, You
2: threw
1: the. You threw the ball in front of the receiver there, pal. The timing and everything. Um, the, uh, the, the bottom of those planes are full of packages. And those packages are being carried for other companies. They're maximizing that plane's capacity. And anyway, that's, that's all I had. I, I got thrown off. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nick just took away your thunder for sure. But anyways. Um, he just said
1: he what, threw the ball in front of the receiver.
0: What about the what, old days when we actually expected – customer service too. Wasn't that crazy of us?
1: Yes. Oh my God. I was
0: just one years old when my family started in real estate, where both my parents were agents. They also dabbled in investing in real estate, rentals, flips, and construction. After college, I went right into getting my license in July of 1990. As a 23-year-old agent in an industry that looks nothing like today, I had to know more for my clients to choose me. There wasn't Zillow or social media to tell them how good I was. I had to win them over with knowledge. With knowledge comes confidence and with confidence comes results. I find-
2: Hi guys, here's a big topic for my generation. Um, I'm a split off, I've been the last millennial and the, the generation below me is Generation Z. And there's a lot of talk that we are priced out of everything here. I have some screen caps from Reddit, which is a popular um, forum for people my age. And I'm going to show you guys. So if you can see here, this has like 3000 some upvotes. Um, people are not happy. They're all throwing in the towels. I'm a teacher and a husband is blue collar, decided to sign our lease again on a one bedroom for 1300 a month. Um, they can't. We were only approved for two hundred eighty thousand dollars. My mom said, "Well, you're a married man with only a high school diploma." Never mind that she married a man with only a high school diploma, and they had three kids, houses, cars, and vacations. I am sure some of you can commiserate with me in feelings like millennials got effed. Also, keep your bootstrap feelings to yourself. This is not the post for that.
0: That's kind of um, that's kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, I I hear that. Uh, Quite a bit, uh, you know that they haven't. uh, They're not quite getting uh, what we had. But the other thing is, is we never got what they had either. We never had the ability to um, do what they're doing or understand what's going on. I mean, Andy, if would you ever have thought that you could uh, travel around the world and live at beaches and drink out of wine bottles rather than wine glasses, and maybe spend a thousand dollars a month doing that?
1: Um, that's still not a reality for me, Chris, um, but the, uh, you know, the, so, so let me give you the, and, and I know a lot of people love to commiserate in misery and every, Oh my God. in our generation, and I get it. Every generation's had their opportunity to get screwed. I mean, look back at your grandparents, look at immigrants, look at the countries they came from where they were, you know, either peasants or they couldn't own houses or there was laws against, you know, they couldn't vote because they weren't landowners. There's always been a, uh, a certain you know uh, stigma to every market everywhere. What I would say to you is this, if you look at our US FACTS, uh, National Association of Real Estate, put out stats again, there's, there's a, a figure that I follow called the Affordability Index. So those that choose to work, some of every generation chooses not to work, but those that are working are making wages now that are so much higher than they were. Interest rates are historically in the bottom and houses are going up and value, keeping up with inflation. All that put together says it's still like the 1950s and 60s right now for affordability. It's still some of the most affordable times to buy and secure and lock up a home. What I'd say is this, if you spend too much time crying about it, what's going to happen is you're going to miss your opportunity. When rates are back up, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if in two years, rates are up at 8, 9, 10% and the economy's fluttering. And, and you're going to say, damn, I missed the window. So, what I would do if I was a, a younger person right now that had a great job i would I'd have the deposit, and this is what's funny too. A lot of people think millennials are broke. Millennials are coming to me all the time buying brand new seven hundred thousand dollar houses, and they're putting three hundred and fifty thousand cash down, and they have normal jobs they, These are people that are well i shouldn't say normal they're above normal um you know they're they're i t they're they're physician's assistants they're you know these are people that are making good money putting good chunks of money down and having very low payments. I mean, the average payment's like under $2,000 a month right now. And I'm talking about for people even buying these seven and eight, $900,000 houses. And so I think the the looking from the outside in, people look at those people and go, oh, they're rich people. Or did they take advantage of the market, get a couple of big bonus checks, sell a house that they made 200 grand on an equity and apply all of that instead of blowing it on a new boat or whatever, they took all that money and actually applied it towards their next purchase, locked in a great interest rate and got a brand new beautiful home. And, and they're planning on living there for a long time because they have young kids, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't subscribe 100% to that. If, if people were like unemployed right now, and there was no jobs and the interest rates were at 15%, then I'd say you're right. But I, I just I don't I don't see it the same way. I still look at there's wonderful opportunities for people to take advantage of One of, I think is is still historically going to be one of the best times that we've seen.
0: Well, I think too, I think if if you went to college and you maybe didn't uh, participate in that degree uh, that made you uh, the ratio of money to be able to pay for those student loans that you probably took and uh, and maybe traveled all over the world and did, uh, you know, semesters in Switzerland, you know... can you I chose try,
1: that. On, can I speak on a political platform for a second? Oh, boy. If you're a school that provides a degree that cannot support the cost to get that degree, that degree should be subsidized by that university. If you truly believe in that program and you believe in that skill set and you think the world needs it and you're setting people up to fail, you're, you're charging them $100,000 a year to go to a college or $80,000 or whatever it is, and then they get out of school and make thirty five dollars a year, come on. That, you know you want to talk about stupid decisions I mean that's straight up not there unless you have somebody sponsoring you to get you through college because they believe in what you're doing right and there's nothing wrong with that I believe in that right I've seen that before where there's philanthropy all over the place where people take a, a vow of of helping you know certain you know maybe young kids or whatever and they don't make a lot of money doing that so there's people that subsidize and help them um, and and but I just think that's crazy to me you right now you could go to the tech school and learn a, a trade electrical trade i could start you at probably 38 bucks an hour on a on a crew and you'd be working 50 60 hours a week with full benefits
2: yeah okay hey hold on one second guys how would you respond to this person because i'm going to clip this video and i'm okay. going to post it on reddit it feels like we will never be able to afford a home i am depressed i hate this market we are mountain people and as a requirement i google cheap mountain places to live proceed to look at homes for sale in each one Filter by less than 400000 which is still our price range. And watch every halfway decent home appear. I have excelled in my field and make more money than I should. My boyfriend is making fairly average money. We want to build a life and stop throwing rent money away. This is beyond frustrating and sad, especially seeing the price my parents paid when they bought our house just 15 years ago. Even corrected for inflation. Rant over. Well, I'll
0: tell you what. I mean... Let's just talk about the, the rent portion of that and what they're paying in that. I mean, you got to kind of, you got to have alternatives and you got to kind of maybe think a little differently or adapt to what obviously what the situation is. And then maybe, maybe move out a little, um, open up your criteria a little and start moving out. And that's what people are doing is they're, they're finding something, but I'll tell you what, if you, if you want Everything that you already have because you want to be two minutes from a grocery store and you want to be able to be uh, ride your bike to your office, you know, you're you're going to have to pay for it, you know, but maybe you move out just a little ways and you, and you take the train in or whatever. I mean, you're up up in the mountain. I mean, that's a, a I would assume we don't have mountains around here, but I would assume that uh, there's an advantage in which to do that. Uh, to be up in those mountains. I'd love to be up in those mountains, but Andy, how do you, I mean, with that, you, you gotta, and you gotta keep going too, you know, you, you lose and, oh boy, I lost out, but I'll tell you what, I can't tell you how many times I've been, uh, or had multiple offers on our stuff. And if there wasn't just one person that went crazy, These people would have bought this house for a very normal price. And when I say went crazy, maybe it's listed at uh, Mm $299.9. There's a lot of realtors out there and people saying that's at least $350. Don't even go look at it. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I just had one. And maybe you need to do a little fixing up and stuff like that. But we had one. We had like 50 showings. It was at $299.9. And it needed some work. People had a hard time looking past it we ended up having two offers on the whole thing. Everyone thought it was going to be multiple offers. We're going to have 30, 40, 50 of them and we ended up getting 299,900 for mm-hmm. that that property that. I mean, and even I thought it was going to go at, at least 320 to 330 even with the, the amount of work that it needed to do, but it didn't. So, you you can't give up.
1: No, and I agree with you, Chris. I think that that's one of the things that, you know, um that's what I love about the you know when I was that age too you know I'm assuming they're a little younger um you know and they have big dreams and they have you know expectations because of what they've seen growing up you got to remember every generation is going to have their opportunities every generation like for an example um maybe their grandparents you know were the ones that what are you kids doing buying this you know 40 acre plot of land 10 miles out of town you guys know how it's going to be horrible you're going to be away from everybody you're not going to see anything and all of a sudden that grandparent now sells their property for $7 million because it's in the middle of a housing track that now is, is in front of development. So what I would suggest to that individual is um, not everything comes to us easy. And I, I'm, I'm sure you're experiencing that. You're, you're, you're if any kind of a victim. You're a victim of a market that's crazy right now, right? You're not. It, the American dream is not gone. The American dream is still there. And what I would suggest you do is make a plan. And maybe that plan includes moving two more times before you get your dream home. Honestly, not everybody walks right into their oceanfront property and lives on the beach. I mean, sometimes you do have to make. You buy a trailer. Laugh at me all you want. You bought a trailer. You bought it for fifty thousand. You fix it up. You sold it for seventy five. Now you got twenty five grand extra. Now you buy a single family home. You buy that single family home. Flip it. Maybe make one hundred and fifty thousand. And all of a sudden, over the next five years, your your goal is to flip five houses. And then you walk up and yes, the mountain house now is six hundred instead of four hundred. But you're writing out a check. You're paying cash, right? Okay. There, there's lots of strategy behind that, or maybe there's a, a rare opportunity where rates in the future dip. And if you're prepared to take advantage of a dip, meaning you've got everything lined up, your financing's lined up, that dip hits and wham, you hit it. And all of a sudden, you sometimes there's a little bit of luck there too. And I wish them very well. Cause I, yep. I, uh, I see a lot of my families too, where they get frustrated. Um, and, and some people have family resources that others don't where, mom and dad say, I'll kick you in an extra 40,000 to go over in cash and consider it a gift. And if you ever sell the house, pass back. Otherwise, forget about it. That doesn't happen for everybody. So I'm assuming they don't have that resource or they would have used it. Um, so, you know, like me, I had to work hard. I had to buy and flip a few properties to get the ones I've got. And that's how I got ahead.
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you another thing, price segments. That's another thing that a lot of people don't know about. There's certain prices that get overloaded and then they kind of calm down and then all of a sudden they're hot again. And so yeah. trying to jump into a price segment. And the other thing is, is what I, I see a lot of people do is they need, well, we need at least three bedrooms and two bathrooms. Well, mm-hmm. you might be outlawing quite a bit of homes out there that you can create that over time. And it, and it might be, you know what? Sure, I only got two bedrooms and one bath, but I can revamp this area to be able to do it and be able to add a bath later. At least you're you're in, and th- those are things That's that in you kind of gotta open open up the thoughts and and make those requirements I'm glad a little you said less that because I
1: think that there's a lot of times where people, you know, even with jobs, they start the job and they want to be the CEO. You gotta sometimes scrub the toilets when you start at the company, guys. Yeah, you gotta prove that you're worth a shit. I mean, you can't just always walk right in and say, I need to be the boss because I want it to be that way you earn your stripes same thing in every other industry most people have to earn their money most successful wealthy people you meet they may may look like an easy story they struggled they they invested they did crazy things that nobody else was doing and all of a sudden they prevailed and then they were the six now granted there are some people that inherit it Ooh. i mean well well they said i could have 30 seconds on the show for a quick ad andy Prasky, remax advantage plus Andy at Prasky.com if you want to email us. Here's the thing. 22 years in the business, over 1,400 sales. I'd like to help you with your real estate needs. If that's buying, if that's selling, if that's building, whatever it is, give us a call. Send us an email. Let's get you started on your real estate journey. I'd like to help you on the way. Uh, Lots of experience here, and I would like to put it to work for you. Andy Prasky, REMAX Advantage Plus. Thanks for listening to the show.
2: (laughs)
0: yeah that uh that's our man right there but no you can't negotiate my commission my commission is six percent i negotiate for you if i can't negotiate my own salary how the hell am i going to negotiate the price of your home i need a bath i uh I need a haircut i'll tell you that yeah. <laughs> but, uh- well-
1: I, you know I, I can't stand arrogance and i think that's unfortunately for him what probably prevailed in that is is more of a sense of instead of confidence maybe more arrogance um i think the message
0: the message is good it's just how it's delivered and sometimes yeah. how things are delivered are the are the biggest things so um if you if you're worth it you obviously have to defend uh your what you're gonna make but there, that's a, there's yeah. a lot of truth into that, if you can't even defend what you make, how are you going to defend them to get the most money that you possibly can? Let me and give you I an Andy's analogy.
1: Let me give you okay, an analogy, okay. Chris. Let's negotiate on a pizza that you know nothing about. Let's let's um, you know I'm only going to give you six dollars for that pizza at Little Caesars. You're paying too much. At maybe the gourmet pizza shop, you're, you're not paying enough. What are you looking for in your pizza? Because that's I think the biggest mistake consumers make is they don't ask, what am I getting? They just think it's all the same. And they also think the results are all gonna be the same. Some are gonna give you a bellyache, some are not. I mean, it's like, what is the aftermath of this? You know, so when you look at a real estate agent, I always say this, ask them what they do and what they think needs to be done on this and what they need to charge to do that. Or you say, hey, I'm willing to pay this percentage, you know, whatever that is, what will you do for me for that percentage? Because you'll find drastic differences. All these discount shops right now, Chris, are making a fortune off of all the fools. I'll list your house for five grand. They're they're making a killing on you. You are getting ripped off. They are putting it on the MLS. They're not doing anything for you. You're paying them five grand for being a chump. I'm being honest with you. All these will help you sells, and then they, they try to sell these houses with no commissions on there, or they, you know, like, oh, we'll buy your house guaranteed. At the end of the day, you guys. What is your net? What are you and your family walking away with from that transaction is all that matters. If you have a real estate agent that charges you 15% commission, who cares if they make you 200 grand extra from the guy that was only gonna charge you five grand to sell it. Think about this for a second, really. Think about where is the market right now? You need somebody representing you now more than ever. And everybody says, oh, houses sell so fast. Nah, houses that sell fast with multiple offers are properly marketed properties position correctly they bring in the best agents with the best buyers they actually when when you see competing happening like meaning that there's multiple people at the properties now they compete against each other like chris said earlier that one person that's dumb enough to throw the extra hundred grand on top god bless america they're dumb enough to do it and all of a sudden you as a consumer win because your agent created that kind of environment that created that kind of an offer
0: boom yeah and right. i'll tell you what on that andy would you say yeah. that and I this is what I use. I, I use when I when I'm talking to people. A, yeah. a percent or two is gone like that in the negotiations. Like that. I mean, it's like it's nothing when it when it comes down to it. And that's what you should be worried about is how much you're gonna get them. And I've got a great example of that that I, I just showed. Well, I showed it last week, and it was um it, I just went through there and I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. It's one of those agencies that just say, "Hey, we'll list it for you. You do what you got to do. You know exactly how to make a house yeah. look perfect and and send it and and get it out to the market." Well, they they did that, <laughs> and I mean, so much, just probably if if I could have gone in there and said six different six things, six different things that I could have told them in which to do. This is the scenario: they went on at six twenty nine nine, didn't do these things. All of a sudden, when I showed it, it was $599. One well, probably about a week and a half later now, it's now $569. If I would have gone in there at the beginning, I would have done those six things, and I know because I know this market like the back of my hand. I know exactly what would have happened. I would have done those six things, got the right photography, listed it at 599, and we would have gotten at least 620. Because of not doing what they're doing, they're gonna get at least minimum. $50,000 down because it also is kind of by a busier road. Well, now that becomes the problem and everyone thinks that's the well, problem.
1: Can you believe though, Chris, how these, these companies, the companies that are out there that have brainwashed people into thinking that they want to do a quick sale too. And, yeah. and this whole, Oh, I, I don't want to do anything to sell my house. Oh, okay. Go trade in a car and don't clean up the seats. Don't vacuum. Don't give it a car wash. Watch what the value is of that car. And then, spend it to a detail person for 150 bucks, have them detail and bring the same car back and you'll get probably three grand more. And it's it's perception, guys. It's how are you taking, creating demand? Are you bringing your product to the right people in the market? There are real estate agents that are the big dogs that, you know, one agent, she might have five buyers that are top-notch, ready-to-go buyers that come to that individual agent because she's the best in that area. For an example, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, why would you avoid that or isolate that person to try to think you're going to save money? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's where I think people are just they're 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 trying to be penny wise, but they're dollar foolish. And it's and I'm seeing it everywhere. It's actually embarrassing to see. Um Andy, anyway, I feel bad.
0: We had that, we had that issue too. And then I would go to people, I'm just like, boy, you're leaving a lot of yeah, you're leaving a lot of money on the table here. But what I found out after talking to people, it's not that they don't want to do it, they don't have the money to do it. And so we right. put a program together to be able to borrow them that money. I mean, we had a great example just lately that was 13,000 made them probably about 60,000 more than they would have 13 to make 60. It's so important in which to do it. It's, but the thing is, is that you have to have someone that knows what's happening in that market and that it puts my money on it. So I'm like, hey, if I want to borrow you the money, I'm going to make sure that you get the money back because I want to get paid back my money. You know, know, now you're putting your money where your mouth is rather than, you know, um, people just say, oh, here's what you got to do. I was at another house um, in the last week and they were saying, well, I know I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. By the time we were done, they had probably uh, five big ticket items that they were going to do. Of those big ticket items, guess how many we're going to do? One. One. Yeah, One of those big ticket items, because we have to, because it's deferred maintenance. It, yeah. It's not because the other stuff aren't going to help them sell it, but we're taking money and putting into things right. that will help it sell it. We're going to put in a, a new backsplash, which will make right. the countertops and the cabinets look new now. And, and I know
1: they're screaming at us to keep moving, but one last thing. Yeah. Not everybody's selling a million dollar house. So some areas it's it's to your advantage to have a real estate agent that understands statistically how many offers are going to come in with certain kinds of financing. Are they coming in with down payment assistance? Are they coming in with FHA? Are they coming in with VA? Are they coming in with low uh, percentage down, com- you know, uh, conventional loans? Those kind of, what Chris just said is, is actually really smart because knowing what kind of financing comes in and preparing your seller to have a financeable home in that arena is everything because otherwise your audience that's going to come at offers on your house, they may not be able to get financing because you have a broken window and you don't understand why, or maybe there's... Uh, chipping paint off on the back of the barn, or in the basement, or whatever. There's there's visible, you know, visible uh, mildew in a bathroom, for example. And all these things get flagged, and they they don't qualify. And so, <clears throat> take the advice of a of a real estate agent that knows what they're doing, and don't be afraid to ask that real estate agent, what are you getting for what they're charging you, and how are they going to make the experience better for you than without you. And Hi then- everyone, here is Simon Levayev. I hope you are all doing well. Listen, my enemies are after me. So I need to sell my house because they know where I live and it's crazy out here what's going on. I have to move to Minnesota to buy a house from Jado. He's the best in business. So please, if someone can go and help me out with a loan to buy a new house, I wish you all a great and a magnificent day. Take care. Pass. What? All my enemies know where I live? An, no, agent,
2: not- an agent in... Um, minnesota used uh, the cameo of the tinder swindler for marketing so he was saying hey buy a house from that guy's name in minnesota the tinder Swindler is super famous um for people my age oh is that yeah. was that the yeah. twin
0: tinder swindler oh my god now we got to play it again you got to give us the content hi everyone here is simon Levayev. i hope you're all doing well listen my enemies are after me so i
1: need to sell my house because they know where i live and it's crazy out here what's going on i have to move to minnesota to buy a house from jado is the best in business so please if someone can go and help me out with a loan to buy a new house i wish you all a great and a magnificent day take care
0: and you haven't watched this movie but this guy's unbelievable he took all these women for all this money and said he loved them and he used one person's money to fly him other girls around the world and and the guy they're they're trying to pin it on him but did he ever even go to jail nick I mean, he never even went to jail. Millions and millions of dollars, but he got it—that he got those girls to give it to him and help him out. Now he's doing spots for agents around here to get clicks. Oh my God! Yeah, this guy's amazing.
1: Well, so they say that social influencers will get you the eyeballs. Uh, maybe we should wink, wink. Uh, Nick, put one on our show. Wink, wink.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'll be the only-
1: What is it, <laughs> my his
0: grandma's first, house? Yeah, his first sale was his dead grandma's house. <laughs> that's, hey, that's, awesome. what, that's kind of how it starts, and I'll tell you what, in, yeah. in some ways, um, that doesn't happen for realtors. I remember, you know, because it is the biggest investment you're going to make, and people that are just getting into the business thinking that every one of their relatives is going to trust them to be able to sell their house are, are fools. You know, maybe they're going to say, you know what, Hey, we'll have you do it, but you better go with some other guy or some other gal that's more experienced to be able to help you out. I'll never forget when I first started and I was so upset because I had a couple of uh, good friends of mine that were going to buy houses. Both of them uh, ended up buying houses from other people. And I mean, and this is not like I've sold them many houses since. But I I sat back and I'm like, you know what? I mean, after it almost destroyed me and I just became a lifetime bartender, what I said was, my gosh, why would they use me? I mean, why would they use someone like me that doesn't know what the heck I'm doing? I need to prove to them that I know more. And that was kind of, I mean, a big thing in my career was rather than being that car salesman type guy and, hey, you know, we'll figure it out as we go know what the hell you're talking about and know everything that possibly can do because you need they need to be able to trust you and especially back in those days um you know when you're 23 and had acne it was one of those big things that uh people didn't trust you they if you were older they knew it now with zillow and everything else they can find out everything about you so it's even harder for a beginning agent right now that's why there's people like you know you you house, bring a lot of people into the industry, Andy, yep. you know, with teammates and stuff like that, because they have to have some sort of credibility to kind of be able to move to the next step.
1: hundred percent. And I think that's what the cool part about teams uh, offers people now is that you can have a partner. You're, you're essentially the team leader or whatever that has that experience. And so they can get your go-getter attitude and the, I can't afford to fail, right? I've got to make things happen for you. I've got, my reputation cannot afford to have a failure in the beginning. And so that, and then you back that up with a team that has experience. And I think that's why you see so many teams nowadays is they're, it's just a really a a great way to do it.
0: Boy, over in over in Poland, they must have a real tight deadline over there. We can't we can't finish sentences anymore. But that I You need to whoop your son's ass. You uh... are. <laughs> yeah, then he hide then he hides. Look at him. Now he won't oh, even show his face. I <laughs> think my God. Oh, my um God. Yeah, he's been cutting me off too though. So but anyways, uh the whole bed thing, I mean that's that's pretty uh Can I can I tell you
1: one quick good. funny story? So we do that actually at a lot of our model homes, but we make the beds a lot of times out of just plywood. They'll take two by fours. They put a sheet of plywood over it and then they put an inflatable bed on the top or whatever. Well, we had one house where they didn't have time to do that. So they just made the bed a little taller, kind of like with those tables. And this couple comes in and they've got the young family and they're running around just like a young family would do. And mom's yelling at one, dad's yelling at the other. And the third one goes running down the hall. And all of a sudden you hear, boom. The kid ran and jumped on the bed. It was a fake bed. And I was in here, ow. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: I I and the parents laugh so damn hard. And they said, we are so sorry. And I said, I just hope he didn't get hurt. But I mean, just total Superman's said, Woo! Boom! On a hard bed.
0: Andy oh, at seven man. years old. This is what it was.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, that's why I don't get mad at nothing anymore. I just kind of giggle and go, oh, well, good luck to you, buddy.
0: Yeah, exactly. I almost, I almost stated that one in Cottage Grove. I do a lot of like trying to disappear and uh, just try to get stuff done. And I was going to disappear to Cottage Grove, not, to, not too far away, but I'll say tell you, home, you what.
1: Expert slash, home expert slash magician.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I'll tell you what, um, those interesting kind of places like that, uh, yeah. usually because they're on acreage and they're out of waste, so you don't have all the restrictions that some um, lakes, like Prior Lake, uh, restricts people on how much you can rent it and not rent it. And uh, there's a lot of towns that are really tough on that, but you can get some really unique things and that's for marketing, um, Mm -hmm. to be able to sell to somebody and and get a good price because who's gonna go buy a a million dollar or $2 million place out in the middle of woods in in Lutzen? Well, if you have those other things with it, you could be able to rent it out and make it look like a real investment. There's a lot of people that would love to do that. And a million dollars is nothing to them.
1: Right. Well, anything that you can make a return on. I mean, it's like, it's like buying anything. Why would you buy it if it's just going to sit there and not generate income? I mean, multiple things come from properties. You can have income, you can have appreciation, you can have depreciation on your taxes. There's a lot of things that people buy things for, you know, for for their own business purposes. And uh, you're right. I I think that that is, is important to be able to have, you know, an opportunity to make money.
0: I think Andy's rants are more appropriate than mine, because I don't really I don't really rant uh, too much, uh, especially about how important online reviews are for realtors, which I didn't think they were at all. I didn't think they were a big deal because and I think a lot of times they're fake. It's kind of like, oh, you got to give me all fives Um, and then you kind of pick who you do and who you don't. And I've never pushed people really to do that um now i've got you know now there's we have, all have little computer systems that you know send stuff out to people and be able to get them on there but i'll tell you what i was just at a house and they said there was uh one of they said they checked on my reviews there was one of the reviews that really hit them that they had a problem last time with someone and that i handled it it was i mean it was the reason they called me so yeah they're obviously kind of important.
1: I, mean, I, I, I can't even I can't even begin to, to add more to it. I mean, it's like, it's so true. The, the I think the credibility issue is that this is again, where I pick on NAR, like National Association of Realtors or the Minnesota Association. That's where the reviews should be held. Um, it should be at more of a, you know, not an independent business that can charge you for it. Um, it should be at an independent like association that says, yeah, th- this agent is fantastic. Um, they've done this many transactions. They have these reviews that are have been shared. And then, you know, that a little more credible. I think a lot of times nowadays, people go to like Zillow and they don't realize you got to pay to play. And that's all bought and paid for. And people are like, but it's, it's Zillow. And I go, I know, it's Zillow. It's like saying you went to Coca-Cola and they told you the Coca-Cola was great. Well, of course it's great because that agent paid for you to say that. So it's like, you know, it's, anyway.
0: And I don't, I don't necessarily know if if, if the number of transactions really uh, equates to what kind of agent they are because there's a lot of agents out there that are that have teams that are more just marketing people and don't really know much about real estate, and you know, so you might see their transactions say, "Oh my gosh, they sell a lot," but they don't because they have everyone else selling them for them. And right. so it's that to me though, I think there should be like levels. Of stuff and it's kind of like we don't have that in our industry. There's no like, like, like electrician, you know, you have to be a journeyman before you become, or an apprentice before whatever it is. And there's certain qualities that you have to get to to be able to do that. Now, there's some things, there's um, accreditations and things like that that we get, but that's just taking a class for eight hours. And then I'm a CPS, well, I'm CFP, to say, like... LT2, L11. I mean, whatever, I, I could be a lot of those things.
1: Well, I'll give you a better example, maybe, Chris. I'm a luxury home specialist, and they're like, "Oh, cool!" And they look you up, and you've never sold anything over two hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay, so you're basically selling yourself falsely. I'm saying a verification source that says, "Yes, you have sold over fourteen hundred houses," or Mm -hmm. "Yes, here is the price range of the homes you have. Here's the average commissions that are charged. Here's the average whatever." Only because that consumer, if you want to have a credible source, you kind of have to show everything. And I'm not saying that. Somebody that does less business doesn't make them less credible. That's not what I'm saying. But if somebody makes a claim that they are a top producer, then they should have to show it. If someone says they're a luxury home salesperson, they should have to show that. I think that there's, that's what our market lacks is the integrity of of straightforwardness and honesty, because I get into the business and decide I'm going to be a resort salesperson. And I call myself a resort and I only sell resorts. Well, if you haven't sold any, you know what I'm saying? And there's nowhere to verify that. I just... I'm all about being real and, 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 uh, you know, having the, the, the numbers to prove it. Um, anyway.
0: Anyways. Oh, now, now, now he, now he's.
1: (laughs) What was
2: your appreciation event last year? Wasn't it?
0: yeah exactly it should have been all right guys
2: hold on one second i'm going to share my screen and then we are gonna do rapid fire on 25 interior designs. so go back and forth chris and andy and uh just say pros and cons of it if it's in if it's not and and your thoughts about the interior design
0: that's why we're getting cut off 25 of these holy moly uh super cool lots of windows i like that balcony it's creative okay
2: hold on what am no, I supposed to do? And he's gonna go next. <clears throat> Minimalist.
1: Um, hope you like being cold, because that's what I think of when I see that room, but it's clean.
2: All right, not just the room, guys, like the whole minimalistic design and the whole interior design. Maximalist.
1: Lots of crap.
0: Uh, that I would it's possible. I would leave it furnished like that. Um, if we were showing it, but I would never uh photo it like that i would have taken out that plan for sure to be able to kind of make it um a little more uh your first impression is always on the internet so i think that would be important but that yeah. doesn't excite me
1: clean and sleek we're seeing a lot of that it um this kind of never goes away the modern look um it 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 will go through trends where all of a sudden they'll use a modern kitchen for an example, and then they'll do like an antique island and with a farm sink. Like, look, think about what that, there's a lot of different things going on there. You've got brushed brass, you've got black cabinets, you've got gray uppers, you've got a farm sink, you've got two different kinds of countertops. This is more of an eclectic mix of styles, in my opinion, than modern. But I think the modern is the sleek, clean, um, you know, but very popular, expensive, but popular.
0: I would have loved it if they would have taken some of that modern and put it in with that one or the minimalist one. All right, Um, contemporary. This one's a hard one for me to do because I'm not really, I kind of like some pieces of contemporary, but uh, maybe it's the, the house I like is contemporary, but I don't like the furnishings like that. So to me, it's, I don't know what I would do in that room. It just nothing looks comfortable to me.
1: I think it's like the Jetsons with those chairs. You know the Jetsons commercial or TV uh, cartoon or whatever. Yep. Transitional. Um, I kind of like this. This is kind of a combination of that cold room we looked at earlier, the minimalistic room, and then adding a little warmth with some pillows and a little color with the you know the fireplace and the paintings. I I, I kind of dig this. It looks clean. Um, I like it.
0: Me too, but you got some hominess in there. Not so cold. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What do we got here? Eclectic. That's just taking a bunch of things and throwing it together. Um, I think in sometimes in, in individual rooms, I don't think that's so bad. And I think a lot of people yeah. exactly take a lot of these different things and kind of form it into different areas of the house. So um. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm waiting to see the XO neon, like XO, XO neon in the back that, you know, that kind of that, take it all the way to a true eclectic,
0: right?
1: Mid-century modern kind of looks like something you'd see in a a basement. Um, Big leather couches, different colors, Um, nothing matches. Um, You know, if you really look at that room, nothing in there matches. Um, Yeah, just to me, this is almost eclectic. You know?
0: It's a hot design style from the exterior, though. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Bohemian. Wow. I've never heard of this style before. I think of pretzels
1: um, and cheese when I hear this. I'm a. Uh... Yeah.
0: Looks like a.
2: This is getting really popular um, for my generation, like the greens, you know, the plants and whatnot, yeah, yeah. and the yeah, kind of yeah. hippie lifestyle.
0: Nice. Yeah. It's kind of li- maybe living in the city and trying to get uh, a little plantings around in your garden in there so I don't know I'm not I'm not too into that
1: classic farmhouse yep um yeah this this is uh very popular this if you look at those cabinets they look to me like they were oak cabinets that got painted so this was probably golden oak uh half remodel where they do the new countertops new appliances um painted up the uh, cabinets um I, I I think it's a great alternative to spending 80 grand on a kitchen remodel, um, and I think most people accept this nowadays as being okay. Because you know what I find, Chris, is a lot of people when they look at new construction, they don't ask anymore what the species of the wood is. They just ask if we have different colors, which is interesting because you know you yeah you, uh, you know jetpack back to 2005, people would want to see like a cherry base with a black transparent stain on the top or a what I mean or what or, or natural, and then it you know it like people used to buy wood species. Cherry, maple, you know, alder, um, hickory, whatever. Nowadays, they don't really even know what it is. A lot of times, it's poplar, and then they're staining it.
0: This is this is the design that's been uh, really prevalent for probably the last three four years. That's uh, uh, okay. still still there, still hot, and uh, I'm I like it. It's a little more modern farmhouse. It's not the kind of the small rooms and stuff. It takes kind of what People are looking for open and bright, but yet bringing back uh, yesteryear.
1: What do you think of the uh, What do you think of the cooktop on the island?
0: I don't like that. I get
1: nervous about that too. Little kids sitting there and touching it, or you know, now you're actually if you're actually cooking on it. um, I usually tell people that have glass cooktops you don't cook very often. um, You know, just because it's minimal and it's clean. Um, You know, most people that are heavy, you know, chef, you know, orientated mindsets like to go gas. Um, and then you need to vent that and now it becomes a scene. <clears throat>
0: those induction cooktops are amazing. Yes. I mean, you you I mean it's you don't get burned at all. It's the pan's gotta touch it to start it. It's crazy.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's true. I assuming that, yeah, that'd be cool if that's induction. Yep. Kind of like it. It's the loft downtown in the warehouse district. Um kind of fun, reminds you where you are, but you're making it yours cozy um but yet still industrial
0: and people are doing that in houses too like in the basement leaving the the rafters undone and 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 doing a thin coating of uh, paint on them with uh exposed uh all the exposed uh heat ducts and stuff like that it's pretty cool
1: yeah i'm doing a basement right now in a sport court where they're burning the high polishing the the concrete and and they want it to be exposed that's what they want is their flooring and i think it's pretty cool
0: yeah Scandinavian. Scandinavian it's got a hint of uh obviously uh yeah. the modern type feel uh sleek lines yeah, clean
1: lines you know simplistic yeah.
0: and minimal. I know they they do they do something different with their cabinet heights too. Um, I had a neighbor that uh did that it was really interesting because it, it it made a lot of sense but it was really made for like cooking rather than our kitchens are for really entertaining a lot of yeah. people use them for.
1: Well, they do a, what they call a full overlay a lot of times on their doors and their drawers. See how it doesn't look like there's a stack of drawers, but it doesn't look like they're there.
0: Yeah. Um, they,
1: the cabinet door actually fully extends over top of the entire frame. And then they they gap it like a quarter inch, um, really clean. looks like a big cabinet, like a box of wood or something. Yep. We were doing this a couple of years ago with, uh, with that, you know, uh, tongue and groove. We do kind of that, you know, painted wall or something with a little texture, just to, you know, change it up. I like it.
0: Shabby chic. I kind of like it too. Uh, French country. Yeah, I mean, I think that back wall is super cool. Um yeah. I'm just not into that kind of furniture and stuff. But I'm, I'm into more what's comfortable versus what looks perfect.
1: Right before I built my last house here, I was in Architectural Digest magazine, and I saw a really cool feature where they have a stone wall inside the house like this, and then it extended outside and wrapped, so you could, it looked like the wall, like they built the house around the wall. Of course, that's what I did when I built my house, then I, I added my office, had the office completely wrapped with stone all the way around inside and outside, and then I had where a glass wall touches it, but what's funny is like, when I look at it, I still go, oh, that's really cool, but nobody notices it. <laughs> i have to point it out and then they go oh okay
0: i think a coastal field to me is i i love that because it, it just makes me think of there's water close by but i don't yeah. think you can put this in the middle of the woods type no. field
1: i'm sorry i'm throwing up first um <laughs> this is las vegas i don't know i i'm not a fan i i um I think circus, that it would be fun if you had a downtown condo or something or you were, you know, um, very adult oriented house where there's bars or this was off of a, uh, uh, you know, like a, a bar area in your house and you want it to be a little fancier, kind of. I think it could be fun and pulled off, but wallpaper's coming back, baby. Seen it everywhere.
0: Desert modern.
1: Where's the sand?
0: Uh, uh, no, no new things to say about this. It's just desert modern. It's another word for.
1: It's almost minimalistic, isn't it? Mediterranean. Mediterranean. It's kind of cool. Kind of a chill vibe. Kind of like that other one we looked at. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're doing a a plan for Mediterranean. Whoa. I I think that would be. I mean, if you had some views like that, you can get away with this kind of stuff a little more. But it's. I don't know if I could live in that, that, that needs to be, that's a place that maybe I would uh, go rent for a, a weekend just to experience it. But I Ish. couldn't live in it every day.
1: That light looks like it's out of a castle too. Yeah. This is cozy woods. I like this.
0: That's what you're building up on your lake lot.
1: I'm not going to be allowed to do that up there. I don't think, I think I'm going to have to do something that's kind of more of uh, you know, the, uh, French country or farmhouse or something like that on the lake with a couple blue pillows where you feel like you're at the lake?
0: Bauhaus? Wow. I don't mind that. German, It's, it's German clean. To me, that's a little more mid-century modern uh, with that stone look. Kinda, I don't know. It's low, yeah. low backs on the furniture.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks interesting. Plants in your bed. Um, I'm good. I... I like the idea of having tropical to me. Um, I would probably have, you know, like, the, I think that's an accent with plants. Lots of open windows. It looks more urban vibey. But the tropical plants are nice. I think nice accent. Light's kind of cool, contemporary.
0: You, you should have a mist machine in there, too, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you need the, uh, what do they call that? The I call it the Tommy Bahama fan, where it looks like it's a big palm leaf going around, the palm leaves.
0: I think this little vintage thing can turn into a bunch of different uh, styles as you go and I mean you can see where they just took everything and, and whitewashed it and made it old but you could turn that fireplace into some wood make those beams wood you could do a lot of things to be able to warm that thing up and I think that's kind of fun
1: yeah I've shown houses like that in Edina where they look kind of like that urban yeah cool yeah just nice clean views of downtown big tv
0: wooden Love the leather windows. you know
1: the are textures yep yeah. nice
0: well that's it no, that's all. That was, that was nothing. Oh, he's you're muted. You're muted, little Nick. Let little hey, wonderful
2: episode. Make sure to give us a thumbs up. Write us review on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we share three digestible clips. What are you doing with the two? P- I think he's doing peace out. Oh, peace out. Everyone have a great day and uh, ciao, ciao. All right.